0: Hello, everyone. It's Flo Bo Boys once again, and you're locked into New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives and all the other citizens of the city of New Amsterdam. You know, if you have an idea, if it's in your mind, if it's in your heart and your soul, you too are a citizen. What are you working on this summer? I've been always dying to figure it out. Make sure to hit me up on that social media at FloBoBoys on Twitter and at FloBito on Instagram. This week... A very, very special episode. Not just the guests, because my guests are always special, but this is a special episode. I'm sitting with Tony Moore, who is a host, who is a content creator and a platform builder. We'll talk about that a little bit more in our interview. Uh, But on top of that, for those of you who are familiar with my Patreon page, uh, join the Boisterous Crew over at patreon.com slash boys you guys have access to complete and unabridged New Amsterdam interviews because we do a condensed version for the show, and then those on Patreon get the whole deal, the real deal. But as a special treat this week, I am presenting the entirety of the interview with Tony Moore uh, completely unabridged. So it's kind of like getting the Patreon access for free for this one time because uh, once you understand about what makes Tony tick uh, on how he never wants to be seen as a guy who's not giving 3,000%, uh, you'll see why I just couldn't slice and dice this one. Um, but in the meantime, I do really want to hear what you're working on. Hashtag summer projects because by the time you listen to this, summer is in its waning days. Hit me up Tag me so we can get together, talk about it, through DMs, through messages, to even maybe uh, I might have a call-in show. I haven't really decided that, how we can really talk and how we can shape the ideas that we're working on here, uh, all these creative ideas, because creatives have merit, creatives have value, and even though a word that gets tossed around is essential, I do think the arts are essential in their own way, but enough rambling from yours truly, Tony Moore, on this Special edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creators because the city is yours. Local boys being joined by a man who likes to name things after himself. Tony Moore Jr., how you doing? Sir?
1: <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? No, look, now you know the other person that has me beat by naming stuff after himself. <laughs> Is yeah. James Junior. Friends
0: of the show, James Junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It's like a, like a like a thing I'm missing out on. I should have more. Something after me. Is that the well, thing?
1: Well, and here's the thing: when you have a name that can really be played off of, why not utilize it? You know what I mean? So, like, my last name is Moore's. What do you want more? So, right. what can I give you more? You know? So it's like, yeah. why not? Why not utilize that? And that way, it's it sticks in people's brain. It's branding.
0: Right. So do Branded. you believe in, in, in per the personal brand? Like, do you, you are a personal brand person? Or are you kind of like, nah, this is what I'm doing. I just have cool names and things.
1: for things. For me, it's about um, branding. I feel like I haven't really understood because I'm someone that's like, this is me and I'm going to give myself to you. I'm a host. I'm an actor. I love food. I love people. So I want you to see all that. And I think sometimes... Um, people need to like identify you so they have to identify you as the pulp culture guru uh the the foodie uh the uh the beauty uh person stuff like that but i feel like there's always so much more than just that um but i also just like you know if i'm coming up with something i'm like hmm what is the feel of this and what name should i give it and you know, can I use my name in it somehow? So okay. that's where that, that comes in at.
0: So I'm looking at this, I got More Please, Tony Request Live, Tell Me More. Is there anything I'm missing? Like how many of the shows your names on it?
1: Let's see, there's, a, there's More Please, uh, Tony Request Live, Tell Me More, um, Lounging with Tony, which I, was course. my, my <laughs> original one. Um, I think that's it. That's it. You <laughs> For just now. Just lounging with Tony. Oh, right. For now, for now, who knows? And actually, to to be honest, uh, more please wasn't even my creation. Um, a friend of mine, uh, gave me that. He said, I don't know what you can do with this, but I'm just gonna give you this more please. And I was like, hmm,
0: yeah,
1: I'll keep that in the back pocket. So then when I created the podcast, I was like, more please, got it. That's how that's how we're gonna utilize that finally.
0: It's funny you say that because that's how New Amsterdam started. It was an idea that I had in my head of like it was going to be called originally Urban Urbane, like that mm-hmm. mixture of like the knowledge and the urban environment. And mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend at a at a Mongolian all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh, <laughs>
1: first of all, I'm, the fact that y'all are at a buffet is everything.
0: I know, right? Yo, they're I love rare. A now, right?
1: They are, well, they're they're definitely going to be right now.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but it was kind of like I want to do this. I don't know. Like I wanted to give a shout out to like the, you know, the hometown, New Amsterdam, and it's like. How about that? Put the K on it, and I was like, "That's stupid," or is it? Or is it? <laughs> you know, it, kinda, it, it,
1: it hits you in different ways because you're like, "Now wait a minute,
0: <laughs> right? That's a dope
1: idea. You might be on to something, right? I'll take it all credit for that, you're right? Right? I did that. It was on me.
0: So, so you mentioned that that you are a host, and, and you're also an actor, and right. I've been scrolling your Instagram and, and TikTok, I see a male model, too, because homeboy has the fashion game on a lot. Uh, <laughs> how's that tie into each other when you think about the presentation of the hosting side, your fashion choices? How's that, like, inter- interconnect?
1: Um, well, it, it's funny that you say fashion guy. I never considered myself a fashion guy. Like, I, I feel like I wear how, what I feel. Uh, so, you know, back in the day I used to like wake up and go, you know what, I want to look a little more edgy and rocker. So I would have those pieces and put together or, you know, I want to be more dressy or, you know, more casual. So I, I always dressed how how I felt. Um, I don't know, when it comes to like posting and, and all of my stuff, again, it's just, it's just how I feel. Um, but at the end of the day, I always just want to make sure that people feel good when they watch it or people yeah. have a laugh when they watch it or, um just give people a peek inside of like what i'm doing you know um so that's the, that's usually the the purpose of of that as long as long as i if i feel it you'll feel it you know so like if i if i want if i see a tick tock that i think is funny i'm gonna like do it and post it in hopes that like you think it's funny too but even if you don't think it's funny, I'm laughing. I laugh at my own TikTok. Like I go back and rewatch my own stuff for for the giggle of it. You know?
0: That's cool, man. Yeah. So
1: at least I know one person's laughing.
0: Right. That's it. The that one that matters. matters. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's if a cool thing. That's, Cause a lot of times it's all about in the comedy game about what's considered funny and, and what should you do? Should you make jokes for a certain audience? And a lot of times mm-hmm. the answer is no, just if you find it funny, then build yeah. on that because you know, it's authentic to you and that's yeah. your story. It's that's authentic the-
1: to you. It's, it's authentic to your experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when uh, in comedy, I feel like you're taking into that person's world. And them and you sharing their experiences through, being, through laughter and and being and them being funny. So do you? That's what I always encourage people to do.
0: So so I watched you from afar at a after bus hall of TV of mm-hmm. a, a place we are all from. And you were like doing a bunch of things. It's almost like they were heavy hitters that were like on this other side. Like I always saw Tony on the red carpets. I always saw Tony <laughs> on the show. Like, always <laughs> hustling. Like you would come in like it felt like a tornado. Like oh. I got interviews. Give me a camera pack. It was it was that cool thing to see that you were so enterprising within that incubator. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. It wasn't a job. They didn't pay us. Uh, yeah, not a
1: not a cent. Not a cent. <laughs>
0: but but now that AfterBuzz TV is on hiatus, uh, how how have you been able to transition from that to to pose AfterBuzz?
1: Um, it's been an easy tra- it's it, it's been an easy transition. Um, it was one that I felt like. Uh, kind of needed to happen for the betterment of what we created there, right. um, you know, they decided to go on hiatus. Mm. And uh, for for us, um, for our show Dish and Days, which is a, a Days of Our Lives recap, uh, we still had new episodes coming out um you know they're a weekly show monday through friday there were huge events that were happening uh, and we had to make the decision to just kind of be our own entity and step out on faith and, and step out on the fact that we have spent five years building this audience catering to this audience having fun with this audience being that that thing every Sunday that our our audience can come in and tune into and talk about the show with. Um, so we had to make a decision that like, while they're down, we gotta keep going. So that's what we did.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I, I wanna dive into that because I know, not to compare ourselves to other hosts, because we all took that news very differently, but there's some, mm-hmm. there some hosts that have created, there's some hosts that maintained, and there's some hosts that kind of like, didn't have an outlet to grow. Uh, mm-hmm. how, what was the biggest challenge for you though, to go, we're going to do this under our own vision, our own guidance, uh, transitioning that to your, your own platform?
1: Yeah. Um, the, 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 biggest thing, uh, the hardest thing was figuring out the, the technical aspects of it. Um, and then when we found out how easy that was,
0: <laughs> the pandemic, y'all.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it, it was simple because I mean, to be honest, um, After Buzz for us was just the studio and was just the technical aspect of our show. Agreed. Um, We created everything from the name to the rundown of how we do it, our segments. Um, Everything was literally cultivated and created by us. Um, And by us, I mean um, myself and all of the hosts that have been a part of Audition Days. So for us, the transition was very, the only difficult part was just finding out the technical stuff, but everything else was already in place. The foundation was already in place. We had already been working super hard on creating this show and building our fan base and doing everything we can to make this an enjoyable safe space for our fans. So it was easy for us um, and it was, it's, it, it's a difficult decision to part ways with with a company that you've been with for, I've been with Aftabuzz, I think like six or seven years.
0: Whoa, I know that. Yeah.
1: Um, but what I realized is that I'm strong enough to part ways and to do what I need to do to continue growing. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what their goals are. I don't know what they see in the future. But... I know what my future looks like and I have to keep going.
0: Sure. Yeah. I guess that also comes with, uh, you know, building your own brand and audience. Uh, I noticed a lot of your content tends to be on Instagram live. Uh, Have Mm -hmm. you found success in that platform? Have you tried other ones? Uh, Which one works and which one doesn't work for you?
1: Oh, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Let me tell you. The, the discovery of, of what people tune into, what they don't tune into, the numbers and all that kind of stuff has been a lot. And I'll, I'll be honest, um, there, are some, there were some IG lives that I did that were successful. There were some that were not. Um, and I got discouraged because it's that feeling of, well, I have all these people who are on here and they like my stuff and they support me, but I can't get them to tune in. Right. And uh, it, it makes you feel discouraged. It makes you feel unsupportive. It makes you feel like it makes you question whether the product that you're putting out is good enough.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, what I have now had to learn is uh, you have to do it for you. Mm. If you are enjoying it, if you are if you feel like you're you're putting out something great, then continue to do it. The numbers might not be there, but you know what? that one person may go back and look at what you're doing and either be inspired, um, be encouraged, um, or that one person that we all look for may say, you know what, you got something and I wanna continue working with you. Um, So I think when you um, create and not worry so much about numbers, then it's, it's a better place to be than to think, oh my gosh, this only got, 30 views like what am I doing wrong you're not doing anything wrong right you know if if you feel like you're what you're putting out is great everything needs to be worked on continue to work on it continue putting your all into it because someone's going to see it and someone's going to notice it these social media influencers didn't just wake up one day and post a video and and that first video went viral they had tons of videos before that one went viral which then spin them off into everything else so keep working that that's that's what i've learned about
0: has, has there been any like signs for you has it been like the the lighthouse in the ocean that goes oh wait i'm on the right path the right track if someone stepped up I was like tony moore you amazing like <laughs> <anything> <laughs> like
1: that um it's it's when i get messages that say oh my god what a great interview or oh i really enjoyed that or you made me smile today um it's, it's not an abundance. It's not like I get like hundreds of people that are saying that. But when that one person does, it makes yeah. you feel good. And it makes you feel like, you know what, I am doing something good. I am doing something right. Um, I also say that that God also has a, a way of reminding me that I'm on the right path. And it's always it's something small, like, when I feel like I'm, I'm at my lowest, there's always something that happens that reminds me of you know what, kid? You're doing great. You're not where you want to be yet, but you're doing great. So yeah. keep going.
0: It, it's funny you say that because, like, you know, I'm not the most devout person. My parents are, and I, mm-hmm. I would describe it like a. There was a game growing up called Super C. You know, the Contra games, like from N A S or whatever. Uh, and sometimes. Oh, yeah. you know, how, yeah, the, the, you go in the jungles and you shoot like aliens mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, sometimes the, the best gun was called the spreader, and it would come with mm-hmm. a little capsule from the sky. And I always felt that when you were at the most like dangerous, there was always a spreader that would come out of nowhere. You got the gun. You got the, the actual like, boost. And I don't know if you call it the universe or God or Jesus or Allah, but I thought it was kind of interesting that, likewise to you, there's times, especially during a pandemic going... Yo, the world has told me my life and career is non-essential. <laughs> yeah. something heads yeah. you like, oh, wait, I, I can still do it. I can still go on that path. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. So, and, and, you know, we, we pop into all these lives of, like, these celebrities and stuff like that, and we see that they're garnishing hundreds and thousands of people watching. But, you know, again, they, they're on a different level, and you can't, you can't always compare yourself to others. You know.
0: But it's so easy, man. It's just so It is. Easy. It's so easy. So easy and and
1: especially and especially in our world where like we follow other hosts. So we see what other hosts are doing and, and we see this host got this interview and they have all these views. And it's like, but wait, like, why isn't that happening for me? Like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? But we we have to we have to trust in our, our own path and our own gifts um, and, and our own creations um, so that we can move forward.
0: Nah, real talk. Uh, just, no. a little, just a little, this little nugget of science right there, my man Tony Moore Jr. You know,
1: uh, I, you know, I got a little knowledge every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Shut
0: up, man. I love it. Uh, you mentioned before that you're a bit of a foodie, uh, or a lot of a foodie. Uh, what is the the weirdest food you tried that is now part of your normal rotation? Oh. Like you got to put put on the like when I was 21 years old I thought eating meat food was like from another planet but now I can't live without it I love my pho. you know what I'm saying like it's oh, see, I, I
1: can't I, I <laughs> let me say something. like I I can't get with it yet because I just feel like a bowl of like water and like stuff <laughs> just may not cut it for me
0: you, that's the worst description of soup I've ever heard in my life. A bowl of water and stuff.
1: Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not there yet. Okay. Sushi, I never. I was like, I don't get it. Really? I don't want to eat anything raw. Like, whatever I eat has to touch a bit of Crisco and fire. Like, okay. Just a little bit, or put it in the oven the for about thirty Crisco. minutes to see what happens. You know. Um, is there something? Oh, what is? I don't think there's anything I've had thus far
0: that- you had a party, Someone's like, what do you like? You meant you dropped some kind of dish. You're like, people are like what's that? You're like, oh, you haven't tried this? This is, this is fly or whatever. Mm-mm,
1: because I'm that person. It's like, and you can relate to this. Uh-huh. It's like going to somebody's house and seeing the potato salad. Um, and you know you like potato salad, but you do uh-huh. one of these.
0: Nah, I'm good.
1: It's like, who made it? I'm good.
0: Wow. I'm all right. You're a discerning foodie. I'm am
1: I'm ai a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a texture person. So like it has to look appealing. If it doesn't, then right. it's it's a little it's a little hard to No, nah,
0: you just got me more curious. To, what is the goal? What is a food that is the gold standard now? Like what is what is your palate centered around? Like what is something that make you go, this is it. I'm a connoisseur of this. I'm a fan of this.
1: It has to be like just soul food. Oh, okay. Like Classic. like macaroni and cheese sweet potatoes but you know collard greens potato salad um fried chicken um you know oh, sorry I just oh it's funny because
0: because soul food is the one that makes you go wait who made it <laughs> she's not a grandma all right. listen.
1: so there are there are some soul food restaurants here in LA okay and uh one that I had found in North Hollywood they're closed but uh it was called Miss Peaches. Okay. And uh, I remember walking in, I was like, it's a little hot in here, almost as if, like, you know, the AC isn't working, which is fine. Yeah. But it also looks like my grandmama kitchen, and the guy that was cooking w- looked like your uncle with Coke bottle glasses. I said, This is exactly where I need to be. And See? the food was real good.
0: See, I that's what I'm saying. Telltale sign. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you go to yeah.
0: a food place and the things the walls are all pristine and white. You're like, I don't see no grease marks. I'm cool. I'm not it's no like
1: white. it's like you know. I feel like you're not from the south. Like you learn how to do this, and you're mm-hmm. trying to make it classy. I bet your pots ain't got no stains on,
0: them. right?
1: Because if your pots got stains in them, like <laughs> burnt marks and stuff like that, that means you cooking with fire.
0: Are you from the South-South or from, like, the South-Mid-South? Like, what part of the country? Uh,
1: I'm from South Carolina. Oh, um, my, Superior my,
0: Carolina, by the way.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> my my family, my, my mom and my dad, are from Alabama. Like, okay. from the Jews. So.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Like,
1: they're from a very small town that, like, you're on the highway and blink and you'll pass it.
0: Yeah, You consider yourself more South Carolinian, though. You're like yeah,
1: because that's that's where I've I've lived the longest, so I've always considered myself uh, a South Carolinian.
0: Yeah, I went to a couple of uh, music shows at the, in the in the Chuck, and I am I I was a real oh, nice town, in Charleston, real nice town. I liked it. You know, yeah. I, I was living in St. Augustine at the time, so St. Augustine's like here for southern yeah. towns, and everything else is up here. Uh, <laughs> so I was only totally fine with that.
1: Yeah, uh, no. Oh, good old good old Charleston. No, Charleston is beautiful.
0: Yeah, I love has charm to about it. But mm-hmm. uh, we mentioned the slate of Tony Moore shows. Uh, you gotta pretend that I am not well-versed in the Tony Moore empire. Describe to me real quick, the differences of your shows and, and how do you approach them differently as a host of these shows?
1: Um, well, so we'll start with lounging with Tony. Uh, lounging. Lounging, lounging with Tony. Um, it's so weird to think about um, when I first started, well, first started hosting actually, cause I got into hosting by accident. Um, I got into hosting through nightlife. Um, and so I used to host at a, I still do, even uh, pre-pandemic. I was hosting at a a club in West Hollywood called Mickey's. um, And I wanted to hone in on this new skill of hosting. So uh, I created Lounger with Tony, and I wanted to merge entertainment and pop culture and my love of people. So that one started off as like, you know, getting to know celebrities in a very cool, casual way. Um, Because I wanted people to kind of feel like, Oh, you know, these are just regular people that we see on TV every day. Um, So I wanted to approach it that way. Um, And then uh, which one did I do next? More Please. Um, I wanted to have an extension of Lounger with Tony and do like a podcast version where um, it showcases not only not only myself, but also friends of mine. Um, I wanted to kind of recreate phone conversations that my friends and I would have. So um, More Please, the podcast uh came along. And then for the pandemic, I was like, tell me more about Tony Moore. Like, come on here, let's just talk. Let's just, you know, I'll have a couple of questions for you. It's it's another extension of what uh Lounging with Tony was. Um, and then um wait, is that it? That's Tony all request I Tony Request Live. I wanted to bring back TRL. in my own image (laughs) in in my own way because um because i was like i used to love trl and i used to love running home to see like britney spears's new video or destiny's child's uh new video um and i was like well how can i recreate this and how can i create something that's fun and also do something uh with my friend DJ Patrick Kuzara, who was also a DJ for uh, one of my happy hours at Mickey's, I was like, "How can we? How can we create something?" And so uh, TRL was formed as a dance party, as a way for you to request music that you haven't listened to in a while, to see me dancing for a full hour, which my friend Stevenson absolutely loves. He he gets a kick out of watching me dance and sweat for an entire hour because he's like. I know you are tired. And I'm like, yes. And he's yeah. like, you are sweating? I'm like, I'm dancing for an hour.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing James Brown, man, putting all the stage exactly. for y'all.
1: <laughs> exactly. So that's that's how that's how all of those came about. But I always just wanted to create something that just made people feel good, just made people laugh, made people feel like they were a part of a conversation um, and things like that. So that's where that all comes from.
0: Yeah, I, I can't imagine. So I, I'll dance for 30 seconds, look at the clock and be like, I'm good, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, I was. I'm so glad you got to be on the show. My new Sam Reels. It's, it's a podcast for creatives. If you do me a favor, now we mm-hmm. talked about all your shows. Can you tell the people out there where they can tune in and watch your content, good sir?
1: Well, you can find Little old Chocolate Me on all social media platforms at Lounger with Tony, and There's I. No will... vanilla, you. What the... <laughs> well, ten percent of it is. Um, okay, I, I did my ancestry dot com, and uh, I'm ten percent Briton. I knew it, cause I, I'm a, I'm a little bougie, so okay. that's a, that's the ten percent bougie. That's
0: not racist, but where does that in England right now? Being like what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, cheerio, cheerio, tip tip. tip, tip. <laughs> wow. Mate. No, that's that's turned to Australia. Um, but yeah, all social media platforms at Lounger with Tony. Um, I'm always posting stuff, my TikToks, um, what shows I have coming up next. Actually. Um, and this is a, a tidbit for you. I think the only person that knows this is James. Uh, I'm actually working on uh, bringing more please um, to a YouTube live kind of a show.
0: Oh man, congrats!
1: Yeah, that's thanks. Well, not with YouTube. You know, YouTube just has the capabilities of going live.
0: It's the same thing.
1: That's <laughs> still, still worth it.
0: Congratulations!
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, you know, because sometimes, because see, I'm I keep it 100. Like, I don't like to like make myself sound bigger than what I am. Right. So, you know, somebody would have went with it. Like, yeah, you know, I'm going to have a show on YouTube and it's going to yeah. go live. And are <laughs> partnering then,
0: with YouTube, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, so basically you pressing the same buttons I am. Got it, okay. But like, you know, I just like <laughs> to, I like to keep it where it be like, listen, I'm going to create a YouTube live show. I think now that I got in the hang of going live on YouTube with Dish and Days, I'm like, you know what, I want to, cultivate all of those shows that i'm doing and like streamline it to one thing that people can tune into and hopefully people will if two people are there that's fine that's two more people that uh that are are watching it so
0: yeah once you get that sixth person you're like okay this is an audience i'm like now
1: i'm like like, slow down people (laughs) nope no pictures, no autographs, please. I know,
0: I know. I said to my people, no, I want to say this going live to you has changed my life. Like, I do a lot of recorded stuff, but do the, putting the live show together for me is what's up, After Hours. It was like, yeah, okay, this is legit. This is what this is great.
1: <laughs> but you know what? It's what's strange is that um, I think a lot of people get very nervous about streaming live, but that's been most of my hosting career, yeah, was live events. Even at AfterBuzz, that was streamed live. So I think recording something is more foreign to me than doing something live. Yeah. I'm like, if we're recording it, I'm treating it like it's live anyway. Like, one take one, let's get this One take, Tony. (laughs) Don't go back and edit nothing. Like, just just do it live.
0: I'm the same boat. I prefer live, too. But that's because, again, I'm a stage person. I'm on stage. I do the comedy. You get the instant feedback. If you screw up, you're like, all right, Watch the tape. Do it again yeah. tomorrow.
1: You got to you, when you're live. You got to know how to recover. You just have to like keep it going. You got to keep it pushing. So it's and it's a it's a skill that um, I feel like a lot of people don't have. And it but it's a good muscle to have when you can just quickly think think on your feet. True. You know, to keep things going.
0: Absolutely. What, yeah. Please come back for another episode, please. I want listen. to talk to you more about this, this everything, everything, because you're doing a big round. I'm telling you right now, a year from now, I want to be like, I used to know that guy. I mean, the Last Dance documentary, like, yeah, he was my best friend, man. He was on my show. It was great. <laughs> it
1: was great. Well, listen, hey, look from from your lips to God's ears, because I, I hope in a year from now, like, I'm, you know, I got all all my things together. Um but uh but I, I'm I'm sure I'll still be the same person. You'll still be able to like Tony, will you be on my show? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. I would text in the mail. All right. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> hey. That's right. I'm officially in the cool club because I got the lounge with Tony. Uh, Hopefully Tony comes back for a future edition of new Amsterdam radio and make sure you follow him on social media say what's up and say the show sent you. Uh, I learned so much from Tony just to see him how he's moving and how he's grinding. It's always an inspiration and like I said earlier while typically we do edit the interviews uh, so you can listen to New Amsterdam radio at lunch or between client meetings and so you can put your head down and go back to the grind I just want to give you guys a taste of the Patreon page patreon.com slash where if you are a member if you are a subscriber you do get the complete and unabridged interviews so think about to all the guests we had in the show, and you just want to hear us a little bit more insight, you can definitely do that by becoming a member of the Boisterous crew over at patreon.com slash FoboBoys, and also, if you do follow Tony, just say, hey, look, man, loves you on the Sam radio, the best podcast on the planet. <laughs> That'll make me feel so much better about what I'm doing uh, on this spaceship, this starship, this naval vessel as we navigate creative ideas and thoughts. I'll be back next week with another brand new episode uh for those of you, those of us who are citizens um, of the City of New Amsterdam, the city for creatives. Until next time, work on it, revise it, share it with a friend, and keep building. Until next time, the city is yours.